0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like
1: Forge FX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverse impact. Let the
2: word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. Ah! It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel.
3: Boom, You can't get fooled again.
2: Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hi, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Happy January 6, 2023. Whee! Where were you two years ago? (laughs) I personally was at the Capitol and I was sniffing AOC shoes and I have not gotten that scent out of my nose because I have not cleaned since. (laughs) We're going to discuss the fallout from January 6th. It still resonates in the minds of the American people. Mm -hmm. A lot of different angles of approach when having this conversation. We'll get to everything you need to know about j 6 And where we are now. Also, Travis Irvine is going to keep us updated Mm. on Kevin. He's alone in the house, (laughs) although he has found a few more friends. Kevin McCarthy, Mm. will he be the next speaker of the house? It's looking better than it was of course, he is currently, as of this recording, on his twelfth ballot. Wow! And mm. he has still has not won yet. So we'll He's get in into little this.
4: teens.
2: <laughs> yes, we will get into details on that momentarily. First. Herschel Walker, the campaign that keeps on giving. There's Mm. a fella that was working with Herschel Walker. His name is Matt Schlapp. Mm. Now, if you've ever watched television news for a long period of time, you've probably seen Matt Schlapp show up on your <laughs> network and you're wondering why the hell is this guy here you've got to put down your ravioli because he's so hideous you don't want to eat while you <laughs> stare at him <laughs> uh, apparently during the campaign for herschel walker which he was working on uh he decided to get a little gropy with the male oh, staffer fun. yes indeed so now he is being accused or alleged uh of groping uh, by a dude who says that they were driving And then all of a sudden, Matt Schlapp, again, the chair of the American Conservative Union and league organizer for the Conservative Political Action Conference, a.k.a. CPAC, groped and fondled his crotch in the car against his will after buying him drinks at two different bars. Mm. So at least he went classic. Oh yeah, he went classic molestation where he's like, "I bought you two drinks at two (laughs) different bars. I bought you multiple drinks at two different bars. Okay, Eh, can we make this car (laughs) a stick shift really quick?" Oh, (laughs) that's.
4: What what these predators do though is they'll you know they do the the indoctrination and they mm. trap you in a car you're going 70 miles per hour Ben what do you do you're gonna jump out of the car yeah he was
2: probably the driver right I'm assuming well I don't know I guess Matt Schlapp could have had uh yeah one hand free another hand on the wheel it's mm. uh, tough to say I'm going to assume that Schlap was the driver it being that he got this guy absolutely hammered right two mm. drinks yeah right right uh, two bars oh so multiple drinks oh. Ooh. So the staffer described Schlapp, who had traveled to Georgia for the Walker campaign event, as inappropriately and repeatedly intruding into his personal space at the bars. He said he was keenly aware of his power dynamic with Mm -hmm. Schlapp Mm -hmm. as he widely regarded him as one of the most influential figures in national conservative politics so why are we discussing this it's of course because of the hypocrisy matt mm-hmm. schlapp a man who promises to stand up for family values of mm. course if those family values are the ones portrayed on Pornhub, because evidently <laughs> he wants to grope this man who is doing his damnedest to get herschel walker elected to the senate dare i say this poor staffer got fucked over twice So the staffer said it was in a public space. And I was thinking that he got the hint. I did not want to embarrass him, but it escalated. And here is my advice. I'm not victim blaming whatsoever, of course, but embarrass him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If Matt Schlapp, Travis, you're at a bar, right? Matt Schlapp, you've worked on many campaigns. Matt Schlapp comes in, starts grabbing your crotch. Mm. I'd be like, Matt Schlapp. Just grab my crotch. Oh, yeah. Much like Norm MacDonald in Dirty Work in one of the opening scenes when he's a child <laughs> and the crossing guard grabs his butt. And Norm MacDonald had put super glue on it. Glue on it and he yeah. says, look, this guy's grabbing my butt. Yeah. Matt Schlatt deserves to be <laughs> publicly flogged and rolled across the coals because yes. this man has spread more lies about people than Carl Rove could ever imagine.
3: Yes, Matt Schlapp, of course, in charge of CPAC, the annual collection of conservatives that gaggle together at a mm-hmm. uh, at a hotel outside D.C. called the Gaylord Hotel. So right away. <laughs> You're like, hello, <laughs> something's going on. But you're right. I don't think I'd go so far as super glue, but that's something you want to get on camera. You want to get pictures. I mean I mean, honestly, have have your smartphone camera on and just roll on Matt slap slapping you around, or at least trying to slap you around. You've been slapped, buddy. And in that case, yes, then you go to the Daily Beast, not just with a story. But then with actual photographic evidence, I agree with you Ben, it's the hypocrisy again that's the only thing that makes worth outing these closet gay republicans is the hypocrisy. That's family all values? It is. Yeah, family values, that is just a ruse that they use to get the young boys. And of course because they
2: do like to stay under the radar mm-hmm. or, or low down They do these things in the most disgusting way possible. Mm -hmm. They make it so it has to be dirty. It has to be nasty. It has to be, I got you a couple of drinks. Maybe you can just give me a little hummer in the car. It's not
4: even that, Ben. It has to be control. Because this was a man that was... power dynamic. There's a reason the guy didn't scream, hey, don't touch me in a bar. Because this was his boss. This guy right. would have fired him, you know, and so it's it play its levels. Like I said, he got him drunk. He he harassed him at the bar. He set the stage for it. And then once mm-hmm. they got in the car, they're going at a high speed. He's going to do it. He's He had already said, I'm going to do it to you and you haven't stopped me. And right, so yeah. it's a power play. It's something um, that we see a lot. And it happened. He happened to do it to someone who had a platform, which was, you know, an aide or a person staffer staffer. Yes. Mm -hmm. But think about all the men he's done it to or people he's done it to that don't have a platform. Of
2: course, when it comes to giving people alcohol, no, thank you. I'll take it myself. So (laughs) uh, according to Charlie Spies, that's Schlapp's attorney. He says the allegations are an attack on Schlapp. And he denies any improper behavior. Of course, again, this is not some Democratic operative. This is another Republican who probably doesn't want this to have happened for the party.
3: A pro-Herschel Republican. Exactly. (laughs) Willing to accept. uh, (laughs) Very high profile. I mean, he's the head of CPAC.
2: Absolutely. So the man who uh, is claiming that he was groped, again, is someone that you would see at CPAC, probably covered in Trump paraphernalia, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mm -hmm. screaming to the high heavens about some batshit uh, ideas. So the lawyer goes on to say. This appears now to be the 12th Daily Beast piece okay. with personal attacks on Matt Schlapp and his family. The attack is false. And Mr. Schlapp denies any improper behavior. We're evaluating legal options for the response. Now the staffer who's in his late 30s also, buddy. You're a staffer in your late 30s. Come on. We need <laughs> we, let, let's talk about your career choices
3: here. Mm, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah.
2: Don't you think I mean a staffer 35 and under, you can be a staffer. But after 35, you gotta
3: you run for something, you know, own a McDonald's. I mean, I think he really was working on Herschel Walker's campaign so he could get that bigger staffer position with Herschel Walker center. Uh, that's why
2: I think Yeah, we're... I suppose that's mm-hmm. correct. And Politics to, are funny.
4: You have to imagine that had he not said anything, maybe he would have had that position, Ben. Right. Well, and George. Herschel,
2: of course, Herschel Walker didn't win, so there's no position for uh this uh staffer to receive but anyway so the staffer in his late 30s recalled that while well, he drove schlap back okay so he was driving fernando oh, and hammered so mm-hmm. Schlapp got him drunk and made him drive <laughs> wow which is pretty fantastic
3: and when you Schlapp, got two hands on the wheel you can't defend yourself interesting move by schlap
2: well it's absolutely fascinating and that's a, that is almost like you know, a serial killer removing the uh, locks from the door. He he knew
4: what he was doing. It's a predatory thing. Make him drive. He can't.
2: We're going 70 down the highway. What's he going to do? Stop me from jerking him off? Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) the guy says Schlapp put his hands on his leg then reached over and fondled his crotch at length while he was frozen in shock. He called it, quote, scarring and humiliating when they arrived at the hotel. The staffer said Schlapp Invited him to his room. Oh, baby. The staffer said he quickly declined and left as quickly as he could. It is yuck on so many levels, again, simply because of the um, scenario that is playing out as Matt Schlapp had this plan the entire evening. Yeah. I'm a little drunk. And then let's just say that perhaps this guy does aggressively get angry with Matt Schlapp. And next thing you know, Matt's like, he's drunk, officer. Yep, yep. And then, boom, now we have a staffer who got a DUI who was claiming that Matt Schlapp fondled his cock. And everyone's like, okay, drunkie. Right,
3: right, right, right. right. Yeah, well, good for that staffer uh, for standing up for himself. Uh, You know what they say, you go to bed with Schlapp, you wake up with the clap. Gotta get out of there. Mm. (laughs)
2: Fantastic. The staffer described the call as short and perfunctory when, of course, Matt uh, Schlapp called him shortly after midnight uh, in order to, I guess, hit him or, or I guess, hit on him or, according to the staffer, uh, break him down because, of course, the staffer did end up breaking down.
3: Wow. No and that's in but there it is. There's your evidence. If if as long as there's a call receipt at that time after midnight from said Matt Schlapp, feel free to leak the number, Staffer. Uh, that my gosh, there you go. There's your evidence. So the the attorney and Matt Schlapp they don't have much of a case if all this evidence is true and it gets out there. The Staffer
2: recorded a series of tearful videos accounting the details of the events. Uh, He shared them with the Daily Beast as well as two other people close to him, including the staffer's wife. Uh, So anyway, just a reminder that these people are not who they say they are. And the more pious they appear in public, the more fondling they're doing in a Nissan. So Mm. just uh, keep that in mind when we're discussing these uh, individuals. You just can't trust any of them. The the staffer said in the video, Matt Schlapp of CPAC grabbed my junk and pummeled it at length. He says pummeled it, which is not good. He goes on to say, and I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell is going on that this person is literally doing this to me? Of course, our hearts go out to the victim, despite um, whatever he might be doing with the Herschel Walker campaign. It doesn't matter. Uh, He goes on to say, from the bar to the Hilton Garden Inn, also, you're gonna have him put up at the Hilton Garden Inn. <laughs> Come on, you know you're gonna get groped by Matt Schlapp after he gives you a bunch of cheap Schlitzes, and then you go to the fucking Hilton Garden <laughs> oh, Inn. Oh
3: boy! I'm not oh, dissing boy. the
2: Hilton Garden Inn if you're out there on the road trip with your family, but this is supposed this is a Senate campaign. Right. Put him yeah. in an Omni for crying right. out loud. <laughs> ah. He says, from the bar to the Hilton Garden Inn, he has his hands on me. Oh, wow. And I feel so fucking dirty. I feel so fucking dirty. I mean, this is disgusting. The staffer continued, I'm supposed to pick this motherfucker up in the morning and just pretend like nothing happened. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I got to do. Jeez. So anyway, at 7:26 in the morning, Schlapp sent a text saying, "I'm in the lobby." 1 minute later, the staffer called his supervisor, followed by a call with a senior campaign official. The staffer said the senior official was immediately horrified and pulled him off of driving duty. Woo! So, this isn't just a random, you know, message to the Daily Beast because I understand political hit pieces mm-hmm. are exceptionally common and you can just write a headline and people would be like, "Did you hear Joe Biden He uh, he sleeps inside of his dog every night. Uh And then, you know, you have to disprove (laughs) that. But in this case, the driver went up the chain and was like, I can't pick this guy up. Right. Right. Because this is nasty. I feel uncomfortable. And again, we know the personality type of someone who truly believes in the Herschel Walker campaign. This mm. guy might actually be one of those conservative Christian Republicans mm-hmm. who his family, faith and God. Right. Right. And this right. would shatter this man. Right. Yes. So this is what he texted to him. He says, I did not want to say I was uncomfortable with what happened last night. The campaign does have a driver who is available to get you to Macon and back to the airport so uh, schlap replied please give me a call followed oh. by a thanks so of course schlap was probably attempting to do the call where it's like they never happened. right you know they never had you were a little drunk right you were I don't want to tell i don't want to tell people you were drinking and driving so let's just keep it between us oh my and god then he, it's illegal to drink and drive you know that and then
4: he uh, <laughs> apparently and then he called him three more times in the next 20 minutes. So this is Whoa. someone who's acting clearly guilty. So, yes, yeah,
2: slap yeah. texted at 12, 12 p.m. If Ugh. you could see it in your heart to call me at the end of the day, I would appreciate it. Oh, wow. If you could you see guilty. it in your heart. See, <laughs>
3: yes. If you could just see in your heart that uh, I'm super guilty right now and uh, please don't expose me. Thanks. Appreciate it.
2: You know, the thing is I was thinking that my crotch was your crotch
3: I, I have a whole, I'm bad with distance I'm bad with distance <laughs> I got a wide stance like the Larry Craig defense
2: uh, absolutely Schlapp finishes up with if not I wish you luck on the campaign uh-huh. and I hope and I hope you keep up the good work of Ooh, course the staffer, the staffer never responded back mm. and uh, again Matt Schlapp just one of the many disgusting stories about this disgusting man. And one thing we do know about CPAC: if you are a sex worker, specifically of the male kind, you are busy during CPAC <laughs> yeah. and AFPAC. Those doors are knocking. That's monsoon yeah. season for them. <laughs> yeah, grinder yeah. is grinder is <laughs> heating
3: up. <laughs> yes, that's what's so funny. Time CPAC or the RNC comes to town. Grinder and the demand for male escorts goes up. It's been proven. It's been written about. Google it, folks. I've seen the documents.
0: <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkia Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.
2: All right. So anyway, Matchlap, a man you simply cannot trust whatsoever. It seems like everyone attached to the Herschel Walker campaign and to Donald Trump in general is going through the ringer right now. And of course, they need, do need to be washed out of American politics. So let's move on. Speaking of Donald Trump, Donald Trump's one of his favorite boys is Kevin McCarthy. Kevin currently, again, very alone in the House. However, Mm. things are looking slightly better for him. Uh, This has been, to say the least, a trying week for him and to say the most Mm. embarrassing, I would say, because for the most part, Speaker of the House, when you are nominated, it's sort of run of the mill. You're like, all right, you're Speaker of the House. There you go. You got the 218, I believe, the votes. That's all you need. Boom. It's all said and done. Now, since the antebellum days, that was uh, slavery, of course, mm-hmm. um, this has not happened. So this has been a long, interesting week when it comes to the Republicans choosing who their next Speaker of the House is. So, Mr. Irvine, mm-hmm. you're the expert on the minutiae of Washington, D.C. Get us updated. What's going on with McCarthy? I know he flipped 15 votes and things are looking slightly better for him
3: yes as of this recording today january 6th obviously uh kevin mccarthy still is not speaker and as you mentioned ben and as we talked about earlier this week this does have historical precedence uh 1834 was the last time a speaker vote went past 10 ballots which is where we Mm. are now as of this recording i think we're on the 12th or 13th yeah um and of course this uh this kind of fight for a speaker hasn't happened in a 100 years since 1923. Uh, That one was settled on nine ballots. So we've already Hmm. surpassed that one. And where we are now is that McCarthy has successfully flipped 15 more Republicans to come into his camp as of the last ballot. The problem is he's still got six holdouts and he needs only, he can only afford four holdouts right now. Now we've got Four hardcore names that we all probably know, and listeners of the show probably know, uh, because they're pretty hardcore. You may remember them from a little thing called uh, Checks Notes, January sixth. Mm. So they are Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Andy Biggs, and maybe a guy who wasn't there in uh, January sixth, but yeah. his name's Bob Good, and he is the uber Christian Republican representative from wherever Liberty University is in Virginia. Ugh. So those are your four main holdouts, but the okay. other two are freshman congressmen from. Aaron Arizona and Montana and the thinking as of now. And obviously when this episode comes out, it could be all said and done, but that's all McCarthy needs now. Okay. He can still afford those four holdouts, Matt Gates, Lauren Bobert. They never will like McCarthy. Fine. That's going to be how they roll the next two years. Sure. But these last two freshmen congressmen are flippable because yeah. they are new in town and they, in theory can be given something or mm. something else to respect their, um, uh, conservative bona fides that they're trying to protect that got them elected in the first place. And if they don't, another Mm -hmm. path could be one of them voting present. That means they don't need to vote for McCarthy, but that brings down that threshold from 435. Right now, there's only 434 voting members because a Democrat congressman from Virginia passed away uh, in the last few months. So that seat has got to be filled later. Um, But so we have 434. It's so far, you know, it's 222 Republicans but twenty of them the last few days have just right. not sided up with McCarthy. So to reach that magic two eighteen, he needs two of these last six holdouts mm-hmm. to flip, or if one of them votes present, that brings down your threshold to four thirty-three and Mr. McCarthy can win with two hundred and seventeen votes.
2: Okay. And that if is you where are, we're at. If you are these two freshman Congress uh men, um One thing that we do know about Kevin McCarthy is he's able to fundraise. You're new in town. Mm -hmm. You probably Mm -hmm. want to be Mm -hmm. uh, invited to the galas, the Mm -hmm. events that charge $1,000 a plate for shitty Salisbury steak. So for them, if they want to have a cordial two years, it would probably be in their best interest to just go along with the herd and, uh, and vote for McCarthy at the end of the day, right?
3: Well, but that's the thinking, right? And that is that the, uh, these congressmen, people like this, are running against the swamp. They're running against the Kevin McCarthy. So, in theory, right. they probably won their gerrymandered Republican primaries by being uber non-McCarthy and being, you know, against the swamp and against those kind of spending and the and the pork and the thousand-dollar Salisbury steak dinners and everything like that. So, yeah, right. that's where the job gets a little harder for McCarthy. But again, it's Washington. He, he can be able to give you something, especially as we said, if you're a freshman congressman, you're new in town, there's got to be something you can ask for that he can give you.
2: Yeah. And money, of course, is still paramount. And Kevin mm-hmm. McCarthy, one of the most notorious fundraisers in Washington, D.C. history. One of the bright sides in all of this is Matt Gates <laughs> has said that if he is indeed elected, that being Kevin McCarthy, elected Speaker of the House, Matt Gates said on the Laura Ingram show, again, the fake Christian who wears a gold cross, says that he will resign, hmm. which... Oh, <laughs> no! Lock up your oh. daughters! <laughs> Matt Gates is back in Florida! Uh, I oh love the ego of these people. People thinking like you know what fine i'll go and it's like no one likes you right it's like the dude at the party that's eating all the fondue and drinking all <laughs> the wine is like guys aren't nice to me. I'm just going to go. Really? It's like, leave, Barry. Get out of here. No one <laughs> invited you to the party. So Matt Gaetz's big beavisy head is mm-hmm. like, oh, fine. I'll just go. Then I will resign. <laughs> is that so mm-hmm. Who cares? You right. think
4: he's really going to do it, though? I don't so. No, of course, of course not. not.
2: He's power hungry. It's nepotism personified. His father held elected office in Florida. And as we know, Matt Gates grew up as about as privileged as it gets, he wasn't born on third base. He was born in the dugout after his father already hit a home <laughs> run. So Ooh, when it comes to Matt Gaetz, uh, again, uh, attempting to seem tough on Laura Ingram's show, uh, he says, I'm on the floor, Laura. These 212 Democrats are going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries every single time. He's the historic candidate for them. They're not going to cleave off under any circumstance I assure you that if Democrats join up to elect a moderate Republican, I will resign from the House of Representatives. This oh. is how certain I am. I can assure your viewers that won't happen. And of course, when it comes to the Democrats, any of them supporting Kevin McCarthy, that would not happen. So mm. Matt Gates pretending as if he's really putting himself out there on the <laughs> right. limb and right. promising his resignation. It's just total hyperbole. It will never happen, unfortunately, for the people of this country, because I think we'd be better off without him. And so it does look like Kevin McCarthy will be the next Speaker of the House.
3: Yes, but obviously this week has been pretty indicative of what the next two years are going to be like. I mean, it really puts uh, to Nancy Pelosi's point about leaders know how to count votes What was Kevin McCarthy doing all week? Why didn't he flip those 15 Republicans back on Tuesday? Now it's freak, it's freaky Friday over here. And it just, I think spells a lot of trouble for the, the times ahead. These 20 or so rogue Republicans can keep holding the entire house hostage on other procedural votes just on budgets and debt ceiling limits and things like that we have a lot of big decisions to make and a lot of points that the politicos have been making on tv this week is that this is just the beginning this is just as you said a ceremonial vote to get a leader of the house and they're even able to hold that up what happens when we start getting to spending and budgets? right This is like Tea Party 2.0. This is going to be like 2011, 2013, all over again, when someone like Ted Cruz was able to single-handedly shut down the government. So it spells a lot of trouble. And uh, again, I think Kevin McCarthy has been proven to be a weak leader at best, uh, assuming that he finally gets this speakership position within the next few hours or days. With a name like McCarthy, we know for a fact he was getting hammered. Fernando? And isn't it
4: January 6th? Isn't it just like January 6th? And a celebration of January 6th. That we mm-hmm. not let procedure happen, that there right. be people obstructionists, people like Matt Gates and Lauren yes. Berber and, Berber stop, and Andy yeah, Biggs. Yes, that stop America from doing what America's supposed to do from stop no- normal democratic processes. This is Absolutely. what they want. And two years later, they're still getting it, which is yeah. to me as a as I'm not a voter, but as a as an American, I'm shocked. I'm just shocked that we are watching it
3: two years in a row yeah well it's symbolic it's very symbolic and again kevin mccarthy they they were i remember everyone pontificating on just how much trouble is he gonna have bro if this is your first week on the job you're gonna have a lot of trouble the the obstructionist and the chaos caucus has got you right where they want you
2: absolutely and if i was mccarthy i would say do i really want this freaking job (laughs) nonetheless It does look again, as I said, that he will be able to flip those two freshmen, and the Boberts of the world will get their political fundraising, and Mm. everyone will have what they wanted to have, which is some proper PR for their gerrymandered districts. Mm. McCarthy will be Speaker of the House, and we will just move forward as is. Well, you mentioned. January 6. So obviously Mm. it is the anniversary of January 6 and you know it is because Ashley Babbitt is trending on Twitter. I wish the people (laughs) that cared about her so much would care about all of the other people killed by law enforcement that were not attempting to invade the United States Capitol as they overwhelmed the small police force that was there. That's a whole nother conversation which we could have at some point and we should and we continue to when it comes to why was there not enough law enforcement to protect the Capitol. They should have been there. They knew exactly what was going to happen and uh, you do wonder if there was a little bit of, um, well, let's see what they do And we'll allow it to happen and whatever it might be, because that was absolutely atrocious. If you haven't watched, it's the New York Times. Take it or leave it. But there is a documentary that they have on YouTube, which is just footage from the people at the Capitol that were that was filmed by themselves because, of course, they were so proud of their idiocy. And again, their idiocy is the is the thing that led to the death of Ashley Babbitt. So everyone Mm -hmm. who was upset with this police officer, look in the mirror, my friends, you're the reason she was there and you're the reason that she's dead. Mm. We now have this being used again in political campaigns. It's not going away and nor should it. It was such a massive, horrible day for American history and such a horrible moment in our democratic process. Josh Hawley. Now, Josh Mm. Hawley, many of you, uh, will know he is the man who said, let's march. We're not afraid of anything. Right. He raised his fist
3: in support and then ran like a bitch when they got there.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Josh Hawley, of course, he is a senator, and he now has a potential challenge by a dude named Lucas Kuntz. Uh, that's his name, or Kuntz? <laughs> Kuntz. I, I don't think it's more Coons. Is it Kuntz? <laughs> it's not a great name. Uh, <laughs> Lucas Coons, who lost last year's Democratic Senate primary to the beer a- 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 heiress, Trudy Bush. <laughs> oh, I always vote for Trudy Bush. But that's, that's, a, a,
3: that's a fun Democratic primary. It's uh, Kunz versus Bush. Fantastic. <laughs> there
2: you go. And, of course, we're discussing Missouri here. So uh, Koontz has taken an ad out. To challenge Holly in 2024. Now, January 6th, obviously is going to be the backdrop for a lot of campaigns against Josh Holly, a man who wrote a book about manhood. Again, despite the fact he is, to say the least, not exactly the most masculine (laughs) Mm. masculine masculine Mm. (laughs) i don't know what it is but i love driving with matt slap the thing is (laughs) i'm josh holly i'm a man okay so i just slap he gets you drunk right and then he gives you a little bit extra but you're drunk it ain't gay it's not gay you're drunk
3: oh Oh, my word. so
2: lucas koontz he has a campaign ad Uh, i think it's worth playing here um Because this is what it's going to look like Mm -hmm. for Missourians going into 2024 again, as J6 will continue to be used as ammo. And rightfully so. Right. It is what Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. when it comes to unseating these people, whether it be in a Republican primary or whether it be a Democrat beating them in a general. What happened on J6 and anyone who supported what happened on J6, it should be. A uh obelisk around their neck, right because mm, this yes. is it's just absolutely horrific. and in this era of everything being filmed by them, right. right we don't forget and we're not going to forget uh the rhetoric that led to the insurrection that was one of the worst days in modern American history. Mm. so let's play this ad from Lucas Koontz. Uh, this is out of Missouri. Again, it's already beginning for 2024, despite the fact we are, again, January 6, 2023. It's going to be a long campaign, mm-hmm. but we'll see if this is going to be able to stick against Holly, again, who a man who considers himself a real alpha. <laughs> Lexington,
5: Missouri, is the uh, words on the screen. My name is Lucas Coons. I've done a lot of running in my life. Running to stay healthy. Mm. Running to fight for my country. It's a man in a suit running. Running to defend democracy. Nice. Oh, and by the way, that guy you're looking at? That's not me. That's our current US Senator Josh Hawley. <laughs> this guy. Or maybe you'd better recognize him running for his life a few hours later. Woo. I swear this coward's always running from something. And now, Ooh, this is the guy who's writing a book telling every single one of us how to be a man. Oh my Now, God. this is me, Lucas Coons, running for Senate. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I did mm-hmm. have the support of my community, which made me who I am today. When things get tough, Missourians deserve a U.S. senator who will stand up for them, not run away. Hell That's yeah. why I'm running to replace Josh Hawley, because we couldn't be more different. When his banker daddy sent Joshua to a fancy Mm. prep school miles from his hometown, my family in Jeff city was relying on our neighbors to survive bankruptcy and medical bills. When he graduated from law school, he joined one of the world's most elite corporate law firms. I joined the Marine Corps to pay back the community that took care of me. When Mm. he was climbing the ladder to become another corrupt politician, Mm -hmm. I was serving my country and working to put an end to overseas wars. When giant Mm. corporations were stripping Missouri for parts, He attacked Mm. workers and shipped our jobs away. While I fought to take power back for American workers and small businesses. And when he voted against relief for vets like me who were exposed to toxic burn pits,
1: Uh, I stood up
5: alongside thousands of veterans to hold him accountable. I'm Lucas Kuntz, and I approve this message because Josh Hawley is a fraud and a coward. And by the time I'm done with him, the whole world's going to know it. So keep on running, Josh. Keep on running. (laughs) All right, Lucas
2: Kuntz for the U.S. Senate. I I thought the reason that we played that was because it it got to the (laughs) series of points. And I can't even really say it's a slam ad because all he did was discuss what he did on J6 after giving the again the endorsement of the fist pump. Oh, we're going to do it. And then, again, talking about the wealth that he came up with, the Mm -hmm. irony of him pretending to know what it is to be a man, Mm -hmm. and the most important thing, in my personal opinion, is voting against our soldiers who are suffering from cancer because of having to work in the burn pits. I don't get how these pieces of shit pretend like they're pro-military and pro-America when we don't support our veterans when they come back home full of illness and disease. Mm -hmm. It is just so mind-boggling to me. So Lucas Kuntz, that's his first ad. That's the first one I've seen. That's great. And I thought it was really well
3: done. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought he got right to the points. And again, it kind of reminds me back in 2006 of when uh, another blue wave happened, when it was Iraq- War veterans and and military mm-hmm. people running with the Democrats, saying the Iraq War was flawed and and the Bush administration, Rumsfeld, all screwed it up. So you had military vets running as Democrats, and that's something that's going to be more appealing to those independent, maybe moderate Republican suburban voters, specifically in Missouri. In this case, where they'll mm-hmm. actually pony up and vote for a Democrat who stood up for his country instead of again a fraud like Josh Hawley, who mm-hmm. opposes veterans, uh, was there on January sixth urging every Everyone to get in there, even though he ran like a bitch when they got there. Mm-hmm. And let's never forget the most offensive thing he did on January 6th was that after the Capitol was ransacked, after Congress got back to work and Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi got everyone gabbled back in and they were counting the state's electoral votes again. It was Josh Hawley who still rose up as the one senator to challenge Pennsylvania's electoral votes. So they had to go deliberate for another three hours uh, at 1 a.m. And that's the only reason he dragged it out even further for right. his own political purposes. Fuck Josh Hawley. I'm voting Koontz or Bush. Well that would be a <laughs> that would be illegal if you did because you're not a Missouri resident. But oh, that's right. That's right. Voter fry, I forgot.
2: The one thing that this ad does remind me of, and I'm going to talk about it again, is John Fetterman. It seems Mm -hmm. as if the Democratic Party is getting back to its roots, which Mm -hmm. is workers' rights, uh, fighting for every man and every woman, fighting for uh, the community, for people who are marginalized, struggling, for people who fell through the cracks, fighting for jobs again, getting back to the few things of Trumpism that I think resonated with working class people which is Mm -hmm. stop shipping jobs overseas let's build here made in america that's the democrats that win Mm -hmm. that is the message that wins and if the party can finally get that back and expose the republicans they're all elite pieces of shit but when it comes to the very least rhetoric if they can expose the republican party for the hypocrisy uh, Mm -hmm. of being the elites that they promised to be against i mean again Josh Hawley, educated very well, lawyer. Ted Cruz, the exact same thing. Ivy These Ray, people, yeah. all Ivy League. They, they Ron DeSantis. All, Ron DeSantis. They're all rich, spoiled pieces of uh, uh, of. Um, they are spoiled eggs. You know, they are yeah. they are spoiled rotten <laughs> from the inside, and they're stinking up the United States government. So if the Democrats can get back to that. Mm. And I think that's one thing that Joe Biden, despite the fact he dropped the ball when it comes to the most recent negotiations, it doesn't give us a lot of hope for the future. But if they can get back to that narrative and just stop talking about all the other bullshit, I really think they have a chance uh, to control the Senate and the House in 2024 and who knows what happens when it comes to the executive branch.
4: And I think you're actually seeing that. You saw that in the midterms because even though mm-hmm. the we have Republicans going Hunter Biden's laptop, you know, the voters what did they actually vote? How did they actually vote? You know, the, right, yeah. what they voted on is the economy, the things happening in their what they're actually seeing. They don't yeah. actually
2: care about Hunter Biden's laptop. No, and no one does because everyone has a brother, a sister, a father, someone who is going through drug addiction. It's the same thing with why the Stormy Daniels stuff or Donald Trump having sex with a bunch of, uh you know, uh, mm-hmm. sex workers, whatever right. it might be. It doesn't stick because people are like, I don't really care. Right. right. And uh, especially when it comes to Hunter Biden, again, a man who does not have any political off And yes, believe it or not, every single any um, relative son or daughter of a senator uses their position to get money. It's called nepotism. And Mm. Hunter Biden is not unique in that. And uh, again, with the comparison to the Trump kids, it pales when it comes to what Hunter Biden got uh, from his papa. But yes, it's not the most shocking information, I don't (laughs) think, to the American people that uh, senators have spoiled kids. So when it comes to January 6th, within the Donald Trump orbit, there was a White House press secretary, Stephanie Grisham. She's been discussing what happened recently. She says several people in the West Wing uh, were complaining that this is horrible. Once the footage started to come on on television, uh, she said that these people looked very trashy. Uh, she added, I don't know if he expected them to be wearing full suits like Roman armor, and, and that would have made them not trashy. But he did mm-hmm. feel they looked trashy. But he loved how they were fighting for him. So Donald Trump uh, says that they look horrible, they look trashy, but he is happy that they're fighting for him. So that's out of the horse's mouth right there. Grisham (laughs) told the committee, I heard from several people in the West Wing, more on the military aid or Secret Service side, and then a couple of just people but uh, that he was sitting in the dining room and he was just watching it all unfold. Of course, he is Donald Trump. And that a couple of his comments, some of his comments were that these people look very trashy, but also look at what fighters they were. So Mm. Hmm. she continued. He was kind of reveling in the fact that these people were fighting for him, but he also didn't like how they looked. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's incredible. That he didn't have his made in
2: China little suits on. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, Grisham also says the Melania had some trust issues, which I do believe when it comes to the Supreme Court. Obviously, Clarence Thomas's wife, Ginny Thomas, Mm. she told the January 6th committee she she regrets some of the tone and content Mm. of the 2020 elections. Mm. The text messages that she sent during the 2020 election, such as do not concede. (laughs) <laughs> which she said to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. I'm sorry, Ginny. You really don't get to be sad about this. You're mm. a grown-ass woman. Uh, These are not children. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God. You think about how they talked about Michael Brown being shot in Ferguson as an adult man, right. even though he was a child mm-hmm. at 17 years old. He's like, what was he doing? Way, he's way, he's an adult. These people are in their fucking mid-60s and 70s. And they're acting absolutely horrible. And they're pretending as if we are supposed to feel empathy for them, like they're not fully formed humans. She (laughs) didn't do this at 13 years old. Right. Uh, Three days after the election, for instance, Thomas wrote to Meadows, do not concede. Mm. It takes time for the army who is gathering
3: for his back. Oh boy, it sounds like Ginny knew something. Hold the hold the gosh darn phone there, Ginny. Holy moly. Holy moly indeed. And this is again why one of my
2: predictions is a serious conversation will be had about potential Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas being impeached over something like this. I mean, I understand it's not him, but this is such a conflict of interest. Exactly. This isn't Huge.
4: This isn't me texting you about Doja Cat at 8 no. p.m., Ben. No, this is. I know. <laughs> Did you hear well, the news about love-
3: Doja Cat? We all love your Doja cats. Yes. Well, yes, but
2: she eats dogs. It's it's crazy. Oh, At least she said she did. I watched the video. I don't know. I'm very confused and sad. <laughs> but oh. this is
4: this is Ginny Thomas sending 29 lawmakers in Arizona right. emails. Mm. This is her email. And right. this is the wife of a Supreme Court justice. That's it's right. This is not this is not like Hunter Biden's laptop. This is a woman with actual she has the ear of a Supreme Court justice yes. and mm-hmm. she has the con in her Rolodex. If you guys know what that is, if you're from the 90s. From the 90s. <laughs> yeah, in yes. your in Rolodex
3: has some of the most important people in this country this is not a joke and she's only texting them because she is married to someone who is very powerful it's like matt schlapp with the schlapp play in the car it's just you're Uh, only doing this because it's a power play absolutely
2: so this is what jenny said of her messages to meadows again as i said she regrets the tone and content saying it was an emotional time Ugh. and I was texting with a friend who I had known a long time <laughs> okay. so I 20, really,
3: 29 good friends sure no. <laughs> yes
2: so I really find my language imprudent and my choices of sending the context of these emails unfair fortunate. Mm. <laughs>
3: do you think Clarence is giving her legal advice? Like, you yeah, know, like, that's of That's a whole other thing. She's just, just like, whoa. I, I look. I had fourteen glasses of wine. I was pretty hammered. I texted everyone in Arizona. Clarence, what do I do? How do I get out of this? I'm sure yes. he might know a thing or two about getting out of trouble. Again, Thomas. This is Ginny Thomas. She wrote, as as uh,
2: Fernando and Travis said, she wrote emails to twenty nine lawmakers in Arizona, pressing them to quote to set aside Joe Biden's popular vote victory and, quote, choose presidential electors. Wow. Talk about um, the tooth being rotten from the inside. And certainly she needs to be removed. And perhaps her husband does as well. Go out to pasture, go hang out on a goddamn beach and leave us alone. So Ginny Thomas saying Hmm. she regrets the tone. Of course, had they won, I don't think she would. Absolutely. Hope Hicks as well. She also vented that Trump left his entire team quote, unemployable, Ugh. saying that quote, we look yeah. like domestic terrorists now. Wow. Hick- this is what Hicks texted to a fellow staffer on Jan Six. She says, in one day, he ended every future opportunity Ugh. that doesn't include speaking engagements at the local Proud Boys chapter. <laughs> she goes on, God, I'm so so fucking mad Mm. so trump the backdrop is everyone in his orbit is super pissed being like what the hell and he's sitting there watching eating a big mac saying they don't look good but they're fighting
3: (laughs) for me right right they may look like trash but God damn it, they're my trash.
2: <laughs> I had a chance to watch Alex's War, a fantastic documentary from Alex Lee uh, Moyer, who we actually interviewed. I believe that was for Patreon with Henry and I. And uh, so Alex Jones, obviously a man who vocally was all about J6. He was one of the organizers. There is an interesting moment when they start to storm the Capitol. Uh, Alex Jones has his blowhorn. And he's actually attempting to get people to circle around to the different side of the Capitol to have an event because he actually didn't want the intrusion to happen mm. this was very fascinating he said okay everyone we got to back up we got to back up uh, there's going to be donald trump is going to come speak on the other side of the Capitol." Mm. but he actually saw what was happening and it was like frankenstein realizing that his monster He's was completely out of control oh, wow. and it's really interesting footage if you have a chance to watch alex's war uh it's I love the way that Moyer documents because she stays out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is what it is. It kind of takes him discusses Alex Jones from the beginning. I mean, during the Bush years, the thing is, before he tied himself to Trump, Alex Jones was like 50 percent right. Right, because he would be like WMDs. There was no WMDs, and there wasn't. Hillary is a demon. She was. Well, (laughs) no, that's no. That's when he began to go partisan. Once he got partisan, it all ended. Once you tie yourself to a president, specifically Donald Trump. That was the beginning of the end for Alex Jones. Uh, Mm. Then he became tainted and then became partisan because he used to just criticize whoever was in charge, whether it be W, whether it be Obama, whether it be Clinton, whether it be HW. He would he would criticize the system as a whole, but then he tethered himself to Trump. And that, again, was the anvil that sunk him.
3: Right. I remember when absolutely it was Alex Jones and Democracy Now when they were both talking about the same thing when it came to anti-war movements things like that Bush Cheney administration that's when you knew you were they were onto something right? Yeah. I mean when Amy Goodman and Alex Jones were saying the same thing uh you know it was th- those were simpler times though in hindsight. Yeah. I also remember Alex Jones was, was very good at one time about reporting police brutality Um, before cops were wearing cameras themselves. All we had was the dash cams and Alex Jones was InfoWars was somewhere you could go to see all that. But he talked about absolutely. Then he was compromised by Roger Stone, which got in Trump on the show. And from there it was all hell broke loose.
2: It was all downhill. He talked about the militarization of police. There were some really poignant things that he did message uh, and mention on his show. But as Travis just said, he became Part of a larger PSYOP, perhaps unbeknownst to him, or perhaps by a useful idiot. And it's a fascinating documentary. So check out Alex's War. Mm -hmm. It just, again, shows you the entire lifetime of this individual who sadly became
3: everything he despised. Yes, and it's a much better documentary than uh, Alex's Dinner, where it's just him eating chili for two hours. Uh, forgets everything.
2: I can't forget my... What are the names of my kids again, folks? (laughs) So uh, when it comes to Hope Hicks again, this is what she uh, has to say. She says, all of us who didn't have jobs lined up will be perpetually unemployed. I'm so mad. I'm so upset. And as I said, she said, we all look like domestic terrorists. I guess my, the, the takeaway that I'm, I'm beginning to gather from all of this
4: is like, there's a, the, the, again, I know, we know that Republicans on the right have a cognitive dissonance, but it's crazy to me because on one side we have Ashley Babbitt and she's the martyr, but the actual Capitol police officer that died right. after having true strokes right. from what happened on January 6th. Never, I rarely hear sick. And of course,
2: those strokes were done by Matt Slap. There we (laughs) go, folks. And
4: then then we have Ginny Thomas, who actually committed crime, who actually has the ear of people. That could have a lot of say in what's happening in the country versus Mm -hmm. Hunter Biden, who has nothing. So it's 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 the right. It's it's that hypocrisy. And we're just seeing it. I don't know. Well, It's been
2: hypocrisy on all sides. And in this case, obviously, the hypocrisy falls mostly on the right. Uh, When it Mm -hmm. comes to January 6th, as far as the individual running against Holly, perhaps he's using that as a negative. Now, there's also. Lawmakers who want to use it as a positive convicted felon, Derek Evans, who was charged after he shared a video on Facebook of the January six riots. Uh, He was he was charged after he was seen shouting in the Capitol. We're in. We're in, baby. So he was (laughs) quite excited about that. He wants to go back to Washington, but this time he would like to be an elected official. Derek Evans, a former West Virginia state delegate, said in a statement released on Friday that he is launching a run for the U.S. House of Representatives in 2024, drawing proudly on his association with the riots by calling January 6th, quote, a day to celebrate. Evan said, two years ago, I boarded a passenger bus to Washington, D.C. He goes on to say that he was inside the Capitol for 10 minutes, but was nowhere near the chaos when you say nowhere near the chaos it's like closer than most people
3: right <laughs> yeah because you yeah. like inside the capital you know yeah. so it's
2: like he was near i would say that he wasn't nowhere near
3: he was pretty near i was watching on uh, my couch back in
2: ohio so yeah. i was
3: nowhere near he was very near
2: Evan says January 6, 2021 was a day that, quote, changed my life and shaped me into the man that I am today. Okay. He goes on to say with his announcement, there's just one thing to do. Let's hit the campaign trail, listen to our constituents, and set our sights on Capitol Hill. No, boy. I guess at the very least he's attempting to do it the legal and professional way, but the idea that this man is so diluted and so brainwashed Perhaps he's running in a hyper-gerrymandered district. Most likely he is. But the idea that he thinks J6 is a political benefit should just tell you that there are people in this country that do feel that way, millions of people, as a matter of fact. And we'll see if it does start getting some people uh, elected into office. You know, we're starting to see some uh, Gen Zers who were involved, uh, who were students during a school shooting, for example, you know, they get to... Right. A few of them have been elected now, and now we're going to start seeing the J six crowd. And I mean, by the time that we are recording this show in three years, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a couple of Congress people that we're seeing there in in
3: uh, in the right. Capitol. Yeah, I mean, with the the four folks we mentioned at the the top of the show with the the speaker battle right now, Andy Biggs, Lauren Bobert, Matt Gates—they were very involved, if not directly involved, with the January 6th insurrection. Uh, of course, Bobert has been accused of giving tours to people who uh, attended the protest the the following day. Biggs as well. Biggs is even one of the guys who was in communication with uh, some of the organizers of the protest and so on. And, you know, here they are, obstructionists, and they're holding up a, a whole speaker vote, just the four of them. And they were convinced 15 other people to go along with them. So absolutely, in some areas of the country, January 6th and the participation in could be a benefit.
2: Absolutely. Uh, This is what Evans, again, a man who wants to be in the House of Representatives, this is what he shared on Facebook uh, regarding the riots. This was shortly after the J6 2021 riots. He says, I did not have any negative interactions with law enforcement, nor did I participate in any destruction that may have occurred Them being there is a negative interaction with law enforcement.
4: I want to point out that Derek Evans was wearing a helmet the whole time in every one of his videos. When do you show up at a friendly interaction, Ben, wearing a battle helmet? Like, Well, if it's Black (laughs)
2: Friday.
4: Uh, (laughs) That's not a friendly interaction. That's true. This guy, he showed up in gear. I mean, this guy was not there to make friends. It's a Mm. BS.
2: Absolutely. Um, All right. And just lastly, on J6, Donald Trump is being sued by the fiance of Brian Sicknick, an officer who died after responding to the January 6 riots. The fiance of an officer who died after responding to the J6 2021 riots has taken legal action against Donald Trump, blaming her for the death of her Uh, fiance Brian Sicknick so uh, her name is uh, Sandra Garza uh, the partner of the late officer Brian Sicknick filed a civil lawsuit against Donald Trump and uh, we'll see where that goes because again uh, Kaiser he, he does need to be held accountable and Kaiser says the lawsuit aims to quote hold accountable those who caused the death of officer Sicknick as he defended the United States Capitol This past week, Matt Kaiser, who's the lawyer for Sandra Garza, uh, this is what he had to say. Uh, He says they want to, quote, hold accountable those who caused the death of Officer Sicknick as he defended the United States Capitol. He goes on to say nothing can return Officer Sicknick to his fiance or his family. But this lawsuit is an important part of the process of holding those who caused his death accountable. Uh, Garza later added that uh, this directly caused the officer, Officer Sicknick's death. So uh, we'll see what happens with that again as the fallout from J6 continues. All right, well, let's just move on just lastly. When it comes to politician, to pundit, uh, CNN has offered a job to Adam Kinzinger. Adam Kinzinger also on the J6 committee. He is now going to become a the senior political commentator, On CNN, again, this is the pipeline that happens. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't make your money when you're an elected official, but you definitely make your money when you're sitting behind the desk as a pundit. I don't think it's possible for him to be partisan. But, of course, this is a very classic. We see it all the time on MSNBC, Fox News and CNN. So get ready to see Adam Kinzinger's face all over the screen. Of course, Adam Kinzinger, a never-Trumper, and he ran in a district that was gerrymandered. And then, of course, he knew he was going to lose. So he decided to step down. Uh, Also, when it comes to violence, Democratic officials' homes in New Mexico. Mm. uh, There have been homes of five elected Democratic officials in Albuquerque. They have recently been hit with gunfire. Again, the rhetoric is heating up literally And the people in the crosshairs are not the people that are the ones who are saying all the horrible bullshit. Right. They're random victims. And uh, that's happening right now in New Mexico. And just lastly, lastly, John Bolton, uh, he has said that he wants to run for the White House again. And he has said that Trump is in terminal decline. The 74-year-old Bolton said, (laughs) I wouldn't run as a vanity candidate if i didn't think i could run seriously then i wouldn't get in the race and john bolton vanity thy name is not <laughs> however he is a cia operative a man who has participated in many coups d'etats and i cannot imagine that john bolton would be the next best thing after Donald Trump for the Republican Party,
3: it's gonna be a fun Bolton for President bumper sticker. I know a thing about coups. <laughs> right? I mean, I guess it's for the
4: warmongers. I guess it would be a
2: good thing. They'd
4: be like, uh, oh you yeah, get like,
3: Bill, get Bill Crystal back on board. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And then we'll discuss more of this next week. But uh, Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden did go show a uh, some uh, some unity. He w- he went and visited Kentucky. Uh, with Mitch McConnell, they gave a speech, and uh, Joe Biden promised Mitch McConnell funding for a bridge um, in his area there. So hopefully, that can you know show the American people that one party is for building and another party is for destruction. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, Joe Biden needs to um, continue. He needs to get better at right. standing up for the working class and for people in this country who are currently suffering again as the lawmakers want to divide us and shake us up and have us fight with one another as they get away with all the cash all right anything else travis
3: Mm-mm.
4: all right fernando oh, it's been a crazy week and i just i hope everyone's had a good new year and now that we're settled in just oh, yeah. you know it's coming
2: more elections are coming and i'm coming <laughs> all right everyone Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.
1: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just
4: listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.